Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. We're on episode 95, and I'm super, super, super excited about this one. I have a very special guest with me, so I'd like her to introduce herself first. So introducing the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning Zara. So Zara, can you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Zara, Zara Jaffrey. I'm an awakening facilitator uh, with a company called Key Light Center, and uh, which stands for Keep Empowering Yourself. And uh, I help people um, make empowered decisions in their life, which I love to do, as Nimesh is aware of it. <laughs> That's our for thing. Sure. And uh, yeah, so 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 as this is the, the this is the most shortest version of introduction I can give you that I'm an awakening facilitator. That's enough, and that's beautiful. So yeah, quick intro for me. I'm I'm Nims. Um, I'm an Kashi record reader, Kashi trainer, podcast host, podcast creator, spiritual coach, and mentor. And I always like to start the podcast by saying thank you. I'm very. I feel very blessed with this podcast. I get messages on a weekly basis. Just and I know it's making an impact. And um, the reason I'm super excited by this podcast is anyone that's been listened to a few of my episodes would have heard me talk about Sidra Jeffrey. Sidra Jeffrey is my my mentor, my coach, really good friend. She's the one that guided me to really understand I'm a healer. Um, actually, the podcast called Spiritual Journey is is named after her initials are Sidra Jeffrey, SJ, and you know we used to call her SJ quite a lot. And the initials of this podcast is Spiritual Journey. So. She's very much a part of everything I've done as a healer. She continues to support me. She left this realm um, March 2020 in a fire. She's only 30 years old, but she's now one of my guides and watches over me, and I feel her energy around me all the time. Zara has that same energy. She's her blood sister, um, very much has the same energy, um, and is here to kind of fulfill a destiny and you know this this is the the third episode in a series um where we share people's path to awakening i've shared mine stacy shared hers and now we'd get to hear zara's so i'm excited to have zara on very much we've been talking about this for a while and um so i'm excited to get started with zara so zara why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um kind of your background and and just give us a bit of background on you. So, um, you know how when we when we see our future, when we are younger and we want to be someone, um, in that regards, I was doing dentistry back when I started off, you know, my higher education. That's what, that, that's the route that I was taking. And then, um, and I think that the reason that I want to say this out loud is because I think that going through so many different career choices and paths um, at a very young age. You know, I was uh, 19, 16, 16 when I was I started my dentistry and so on. And, and, and later on realizing now when I look back, I realize that I've always been on the awakening journey, actually. You know, we in our heads, when we envision something or when we are thinking about future, strangely enough, we are so focused on just one thing part and aspect of it we don't realize that how these little tiny decisions that we are making or the journey that we're taking it just kind of combines together you know at the end of it 
so yeah, so that's where I so I started doing science and uh, I got married. Then I came here, and in two thousand and eleven was the first time when me and SJ, um, I call her Bajia, so you I, you'll be hearing that word a lot. So me and Bajia sat down. Um, we were visiting both Pakistan back then, and she and she. I remember we were sitting in a food court and she looked at me and she goes, you know, have you ever wondered that if there's more to life? Like that was her first thing. And and then because she, you know, she was a channeler and a timeline reader. And I remember I started testing her. I was like, okay, what do you see about that person? You know, because that's what we do when we know that somebody has a little bit of gift and, and you start asking, what do you think that person is thinking? And do you think, <laughs> that person is thinking that's 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 so that's what that's how it started that's was that's it was May 2011 for the first time I thought to myself that that maybe maybe there is something more than this you know and and after that the most amazing thing happened because I closed everything off and I just looked at Bajia and because, you know, she's being my older sister and I've always been her biggest fan, even before she, you know, came out and she was doing all these big events and stuff. So, so I literally just, I just held her hand and then followed her through this. And I haven't regretted a moment, a day, anything. And there were moments in my journey where I would, had no idea what was going on, why I am feeling the way I'm feeling. And uh, for for example, there was, you know, when she introduced meditation to us, I remember I called her once and we had a group of people, you know, because there was a team, there were so many people in it. And uh, as human, you do tend to think that, okay, it's working for them. They were able to quieten their mind. What's going on with me? You know, am I not good enough for it? And and there were moments where where I thought to myself that am I just in it because I'm her sister and <laughs> and I remember calling her one day and she gave me the best tip ever. She she goes Zara, your mind is busy, really really busy, and when you meditate, it's really really difficult to come down because you have been your mind has been busy for the longest time. Right. So all you have to do is keep showing up time after time after time. And eventually you'll get there. And I kid you not, I think this one thing I kept so close to my heart. And I apply this in everything in my life that goes on. Right. So just consistently showing up. Ramesh, I don't hear you. Wow, technical error. Yes. But we're going to carry on. We're going to carry on. Apologies for that. So yeah, I was just saying that you know it's that when, when um, when someone says to me they can't meditate, I I always remind them it's like it's like a muscle. You can't go yeah. to the gym one time and all of a sudden you you're you're fit, right? You need to go. Yeah. And I always recommend to do something for at least twenty one days, right? Because it takes twenty one yeah. to create a habit, or ninety depends who you believe. But mm. if you can do something consistently and I always recommend 10 minute silence because your mind is busy but it's it's habitual right so first bit of advice if you're trying to meditate if you're trying to quiet and I don't really think it's about becoming quiet it's about quieting the mind so you can listen to your heart and soul 
I want I want you to before we go on, um for those for those that don't speak Hindi and what does Bhajia mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I remember my because I used to show her off. Uh we used to go to the same school. I'm like, oh Bhajia is here, Bhajia is here. So they used to say Bhujia, Bhujia, you know, it's it's a dish. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> I think Bhajia comes from uh Baji, which is the older sister. And I think that because I she called our the the eldest one Apia. So I think it we kind of wanted to rhyme, you know, in South Asian families. We want to rhyme everything. So they became Apia Bajia. So it's it's your term of endearment as for for Sidra calling her your older sister. Beautiful. I love that. Um and just so everyone knows, yeah, Bajang in Gujarati, which is the language I speak, is a is a savory dish. Just yeah. <laughs> so it, it works both ways. It does. It does. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah, uh, she, she's definitely. Yeah, she's definitely. She's definitely an acquired taste, Sidra. Love her. Yeah. Um, so tell us about your your kind of spiritual journey. When was the, I mean the meditation is important. Yeah. But what in terms of your spiritual journey? When give us some kind of anecdotes when you your spiritual awakening when you you know felt most connected to source. On your journey so i used to think that uh when we started this when i started my journey with her every time i would experience something i was like okay this is it i'm gonna have my big epiphany <laughs> and this is the moment and but honestly when now when i look back i think that her crossing over that's strangely enough that's that's when I felt most connected to the source. And and there were days, Nimesh, where I would surprise myself because I would I would ask that wow, how that's how am I feeling this way? Something so big has happened. You know, and and uh, because you have seen us together, I she the love that you know, I I still have for her is is I remember when I was receiving condolence messages. One of my school friends texted me saying, um, and she she went in Hindi going, oh, itu, itu you know, she was like she was so good because sisters are usually you know a little bit there's 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 a little bit competitive competitiveness. There's a little bit. Can you translate that for us? What did she say? So, so she said that, you know, one, she was an amazing soul. And second, you I have never seen you guys fighting, like how sisters do. We we did fight over clothes. And I think that's a universal thing. <laughs> but other than that, uh, we were very in sync like that. So, uh, so I think that was one of the most darkest, something that was supposed to be a really, really dark time in my life turned into this amazing, amazing spiritual experience, the, even the grief for that matter, I saw myself crying and five minutes later going, I'm so grateful and, and I don't want to sound too crazy, but there were, there were genuinely times where I went, okay, okay, I'm a human and I am going to have these experiences and I'm so grateful that I'm able to feel something, right? And, 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 and I, and, and I think that that time frame 
I would say where I felt most connected with the source. And, and that took a really, really, you know, that allowed me to explore more, to go in deeper. Because before that, what I realized was that because she was there, she was around. And so I wouldn't think so much for myself. And and you know this is it this this is how it was. I whatever she she would say, I will happily do it, and I'm very happy I did that. But I also think that after 2020, when I had to do things on my own, allowed me it it opened up ways for me to grow as a human being, as a spiritual being. So still, it's the pain is still very fresh and. Um, we, I have these moments, you know, grief, I always say comes in waves and uh, which it does. So what I do is that when I'm feeling a certain way, I just allow myself to experience that emotion. And I think that this is, and again, this is something that Bajia taught us. You know, yeah. I think one of her profound, profound gifts that for me personally is this, that Zara, every time you're having or experiencing a difficult emotion, take a moment and sit with it. It's a it's in human nature that we want to get rid of what we are feeling. We constantly want to change it. Oh, I'm feeling sad. Okay, let's go watch some YouTube or you know, have some TikTok. But but I I I used to just say it, but since I've lived it, I can vouch for it. Incredible things happen when you just allow yourself to feel these emotions and sit with them. Wow. That's great advice our listeners is you know when you are feeling emotional it is because I, I remember when Sidra used to get triggered about something she'd get really excited because it'd be like oh my god an opportunity for me to grow and heal I was like yeah. so you're a freak but anyway and I, in I, that I, moment, I in that moment you're like what's going on <laughs> but he was right and you know that um you know it's it's that it's that moment of because we're a soul having a human experience and that means that that emotional roller coaster yeah. is, and I'm sure our listeners can relate to the fact that, you know, our biggest painful memories in some ways have resulted in our biggest potentially spiritual growth, but growth overall, because it is in that pain that somehow it turns into purpose. And the way you describe it is, is so beautiful that, and I can relate so much. It's like when, when Sidra left, left this realm, obviously I missed it humanly, but there's a part of me that knew that she was exactly where she's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And in some ways I realized, same similar to you, that I was playing safe. Because mm-hmm. Sidra, we have all that Sidra, right? It's like, but Sidra's going to be at the front. She's the one that and we'll be supporting her and we'll be doing our thing. She's going to guide us to complete our destiny. We got this. Got it covered. It's all good. But it's just... Um, and and also, even if she... When, no, when she did give us this stage, you know, we had these... Zoom life was like going on. I remember from 2015 to 2019 end. When I think about that time frame, I don't remember sitting. I remember being on vacations. It was our first trip to Mexico and I had my laptop with me. And, you know, we were posting on social media and we were showing up for Zoom flow. But then again, when I we she would give us the stage. She'd be like, okay, go ahead. Remember with you even with the soul spa yeah. that we did. We talk about that, but yeah. Yeah, she was like, okay, go ahead. And then, but then I will, it could be a, a, a sister thing. The older one, I would look 
to her and say, do you, do you approve this message? <laughs> it's the older sister, but also spiritually. Yeah, because she was, she was our mentor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she gave her permission. and she. But you know, so often she told us that she wasn't going to be here. Mm, very often, yeah. And, you know, she actually is really interesting because I, I was only thinking about it today. She said to us for so many years that we're all getting ready for 2023 when we're going to be on stage. And I'd be like, and she's always like, no, when you're going to be on stage, I'm like, you mean we? She's like, no, I'm not going to be there. And I would, I'd always just roll my eyes and say, sure, Sidra, of course you're not going to be there because, you know, yeah. it's Sidra, right? It's going to, bizarre. We're on stage and it's 2023. Yeah. I, it, and and it's, it's not, I had my first awakening event, 2023 Jan. And I, I remember that. having this conversation with you. And you were like, Zara, this is the year, you know, you go ahead and do it. It's 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 so powerful. And it's just that there was something that she knew that she wasn't going to be here. Mm. And yeah. in many ways, when she left, kind of forced us to shine our light. Mm. That's true. Because if I think about everything I've done since then, I started the podcast in, in 2020. Yeah. Because of a voice that she was... I learned Akashic Records because of Sidra. She she kept nagging me as a guide. And I started a podcast because she sent me a message saying, your voice is your gift. You have to use it. So this podcast, in many ways, kind of the spiritual awakening, in many ways, accelerated after she left this realm. Because mm -hmm. it meant we had to take responsibility. Responsibility, yeah. That's true. I, I, be I believe that. I believe it for myself as well because the amount of decisions that I have you know, taken in the last past three years, it's been, yeah, I, I, I believe that. And I always used to describe it, and, you know, throughout 2020. And I don't know why I used to do that. But I always, when I used to tell somebody that how this pain feels like, I used to say that I, f I feel like that somebody has stripped me naked. That's how exposed and that's how vulnerable I felt after that. So, it, I, I believe that that I, I you know it's it's I hope we're making her proud <laughs> I'm sure we're I'm, I'm still proud. there <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we're making her proud so so Zara tell I guess an interesting question would be you know Sidra's no longer in this human realm how much pressure does that put on you to kind of fulfill your destiny whatever that looks like uh it used to for the longest time and uh, and then I realized that it's not even my thoughts and my voice it's mostly that the people that I have surrounded myself with and of course they were coming from a place of love uh, but now I can say that it's not there as much I still think about it here and there you know because out of habit that, oh my god I need to do something <laughs> you know you're just but uh, but before I, I I have felt a lot a lot of pressure and and I've heard things like oh you you know she gave everything to this line of work and and the bare minimum you guys can do is you know secure the name because as as you remember we were school of awakening back then right and and 
and again, I, I respect and I, and I love all those who were sending these messages because, again, they were coming out of a place of love, right? They wanted us to... to... I think it's love and fear, right? It's, it's the love that they wanted us to carry on, yeah. but it's the fear of, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? Yeah, not yeah. there. You know, we we have a responsibility to make sure that yeah, a name is protected and yeah, doesn't need protecting. She doesn't need protecting. So so yeah. So I think that, but but that's I don't know what shifted, how it shifted. I think I have this um, wonderful friend uh, Shraddha and my older sister Apia. I think they both have been. Uh, a really really amazing support system like that. You know, they kept bringing me down saying that okay you know relax for a moment you're doing the best you can <laughs> and and I remember calling them and you know reading the messages and saying that oh my god and they'd be like okay chill you know you got this you <laughs> know it's fine and uh, but but the pressure is there for sure and I think it's really really difficult and and hard to come out of it but it's not impossible you you just have to find your own voice you have to what I did what worked for me was understanding that even though it's the same line of work, but Bajia had a different journey with it. She 100% laid the foundation for us. And now when I look at it, when I zoom out from the situation and I see all those who were once in the awakening event in that room with her, listening to her, have these amazing, beautiful work por portfolio when they're you know healing clients after clients, taking care of people, I, I I think that that speaks for itself. Yeah, and just I just just thought I haven't just to give it a bit of history on Sidra, I guess just to for the for those that have listened to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. But Sidra kind of um, she started on the spiritual path by doing free events called Awakening. I think in 2011 um, and. She went on a path where she made a decision to totally focus 100% on that spiritual journey. And, you know, she was followed by thousands, um, you know, kind of mainly in the UK and India, um, but she had a really big following. She used to do the awakening events, um, many different events. She did a series of um, soul spas, which I actually had the benefit of going to quite a few of them which were all over the place, some in India, some in Hawaii, Mexico, UK, Spain, all over the world. And she had this way of, she's the only person that could expand me with with the, with the her words, with her way, in a very kind of really quick way. So she had this way of, um, of really pushing us, expanding us in her own unique way. But I, th I really feel... Um, part of her knew that the only way that we were going to take responsibility and shine our own light yeah. by her not being here. And it took me a while to realize that. Um, but I also think she was preparing us. She was preparing us for to shine our light. And, um, you know, I want to give her credit for that, right? She, I wouldn't be where I am today without her, but I don't, I think she'd also want me to say, we need to take some responsibility for that too, right? It goes hand in hand. It does. You know, master, you know, as master, when the student is ready, the master appears. And and if you see, Nimesh, with in terms of experiences and expanding us, so so before the awakening, there was something called integrating you. 
back in 2000 when she used to do and then she went full time with it in 2011 July that was when she was doing the awakening events and and so so we so we I'm talking about time frame between 2014 Feb that's when global ascension came into being all the way to 2019 the amount of expansion that we have been through, I, I say this, you know, if we had to be these people, we have been through something called the awakening events. We have been through something called EMPs. Uh, we have the energetic, energetic mastery programs she used to do. Then she moved on to a call Awaken to Your Dreams, where she would help people realize, understand that what their true dreams are and how they can fulfill it and manifest it. We did soul spas. <laughs> we she went on stage in India with uh, Success Gyan, with uh, the the Robert, the rich dad, poor dad, and that was I I remember that because that was I was screaming, you know, I was so happy for her, and uh, and and so so and then and then we went to the We World, where and where we decided that let's see so what's your skill set come and let's contribute towards the betterment of the world of the society of the humanity and and i really love the idea and the concept and and as i we have spoken about it that how we world is still there and yeah. we're still doing our own thing and and we're all going to come back right i mean it, i mean the idea is you know the we world is is a community right and you know, essentially, we all have three roles, and I think that's what we're trying to do in the We World. Is you know, you you have a role to bring your gift to the world, whatever that gift is. Yeah, and that's kind of one of them. Um, second, second thing is you have a role to be the student, mm -hmm. to grow yourself, to learn new things, and so it's like sharing your gift, and you know that can there can be a, a financial exchange, etc training to learn how to grift, and also then a way of giving back to the community. Yeah, That's where the we world comes in. And I just, I, I remember, I'll tell you a quick story while I think about the we world. And um, I remember when I started working, I met Sidra in, I think either late 2011 or early 2012. But we, you know, we decided to start working together in a much deeper level. And she was like, I need to meet your family. I was like, all right. And most of my family live about two hours away. Um, so I'm like, all right. We'll, we'll take a drive and you can go meet them. So um, I live in London. They live in an area called Leicester. So she, her and Ivana came to, came to my place to, and we were, and I was going to drive. And she came in and she's like, you know what, let's just go. I don't need to come in. But then I was like, you must come in and feel the energy of the place. And she came in, she kind of run around. She's like, oh my God, this place is called Merlin. So she called my house Merlin, House of Ascension. And then she was like, you know what, I don't need to meet your family now. I can, I feel their energy here. We don't need to go. I'm like, so they're waiting for you. They've all got together in one location, <laughs> you know. So she's like, all right, let's go. So we then we started driving down. We were talking about creating the wee world and all that sort of stuff, and you know, kind of the whole journey down. And as we're getting close to my sisters, because we're going to get together, my sisters, I was like, Sidra, what are you going to talk about with with the family? You know, what's what's the conversation? Just you know, give me a heads up. She goes, no, we'll talk about the wee world and the community and everything we're creating and all that sort of stuff. So like, oh, cool, all right. So we get there and we're there for about. 90 minutes and she spends 85 minutes talking about how she loves going to the graveyard she prefers spending time more time with the dead you know how she does all these spiritual things and kind of on this journey and it's like 
any families and it's like my family they know me spiritually i mean i, I had this was quite a few years ago so it's still kind of early in my expansion so they're, they're all looking i was used to this sort of conversations so i wasn't but then then she's like oh let's go we've got to go i'm like hold on a second are you not even going to mention the wee world and she's like, oh yeah and then she spent talks talks about the wee world for five minutes and then we go and i leave my family because i was driving and I was Sidra being Sidra, right? But anyway, it was just um, she had her own unique way. But Zara, yeah. I want to, I don't want to, I want to make sure we don't lose you in this conversation. I'd like, I can talk to talk about. I love, I love I, talking I can, about her. I, I, can I can talk about her for hours. So can I, and I have so many stories. But uh, you know, and I guess one of the things you don't know is how she used to talk about you when you weren't there. She used to talk to you, talk about you with so much love and so much trust and so much. I remember having a conversation with her once, and um, I'm like, um, you know, you have your doubts. And I used to argue with Sidra so often, and it's like, you know, because she had this way of winding me up like nobody else could. Just and she used to get under because my skin. I, so I'm, like, I'm a first hand. I'm sure. I was like, that. <laughs> and it's like, so I was like, one one time, I was like, Sidra, I'm done. You know, it's like just, I just, you know. And she's like, what are you talking about? We have a soul contract. You can't go anywhere. I was like, oh. And she always used to laugh. And then she's like, she goes, look, there's this one time we were going to Hawaii. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were going to stop over to see you on the way to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you live in Canada. So we stopped over. And it's like, as we were planning, she's like, you know what? She's like, why don't you spend an extra day in Canada while I go to Hawaii? I'm like, Sidra, I'd love to spend time with Zara. But, you know, Hawaii, right? And she's like, no, I think that's a good idea. So... Sidra being Sidra, we came to see you. We had a great time. She went up to Hawaii. Then, you know, I got to spend a day with you. And it was great. We had a great time. And it's during this conversation where I was arguing with her. She's like, you don't understand the amount of trust I have in you. I love my sister. I know she's going to do amazing things. I trusted you with her. And I was oh. like, all right. Okay. I get it. So you, you got to, you know, she knew what she was doing, I guess, is the message. And yeah, I, I, there was a plan, and there still is a plan. For sure, yeah, I believe that. So Zara, I'd love to hear more about your gifts. So what do you do on a day-to-day basis? So I have um, I have a little setup here for the Kilat Center, and I do one-to-one sessions for now. And uh, and I do, you know, when I just want to rewind a little because it's on my mind. We didn't sure. mention her book. Very true. Yes. And I, you know, so she wrote a book called The Awakening, Nine Principles. And what most people may not know is that she actually came up with the word awakening and the principles in a cafe on a on a napkin. Yeah, I remember saying, yeah. Yeah, and she wrote it down there. And uh, so, so yeah, so, my, so what I do is actually my work is very much based on those principles. I do, I use her tool called ABC, which is accessing bodies consciousness. And, uh, and, you know, it's so, it's interesting that you asked me that because even when we were writing my bio, you know, me and Shraddha, I don't, I still don't know how to contain it in, in, in words. So what I can do for you is that you come talk to me and I'm going to make sure that when we are done talking, you're going to feel great. <laughs> Something must have happened you'll feel amazing I know that for a fact but we so we do so I do a little bit of energetic cleansing I think I truly truly believe I think one of my gifts I think 
one that I have been able to recognize is 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 use of words. I think I heal people through words. Seeing the seeing the I don't know how it works, why it happens, but I think that the the when when I say something, they do understand and if it's relatable and it's easy. But I also have these tools, and of course, what Sid Sidra has left, but she has left for us her meditations, her transmissions, her ABC that we do. We do EFT. Um, yeah, and we have different other exercises that we recommend, and people start feeling different and, and empowered. Because the thing is, Sidra used to teach us something called vibration linguistics. Yes. And I really feel it's it's the words that you use is are important, but it's your intention that goes with it. It's your vibration. It allows, you know, there's a vibration. There's a, you know, there's a, I know when I'm speaking to somebody and I'm present when I'm speaking to them, they feel different to when I, I don't feel as present. Yeah. Because they sense it. At a soul level, you sense what your intention is. So, you know, it's it's from a human perspective, we all have these labels, you know, I'm a cash record reader, you know, all these modalities. But naturally we're all healers and our energy is naturally healing. Our words are, are naturally healing. And it's just that we don't always need to have the words, right? We don't, you know. It's just the, being, it's just being a, a Reiki master, right? Our, our hands are always healing, right? Our hands have the ability. It's like when, when we're doing meditation, most people, the hands are vibrating because there's there's portals in your hands, right? It's not. But yes, as as a as a human, we need to be guided to our gifts that our soul already knows. Yes. Yes. It, it, should, it, it should resonate with you. It should resonate 100%. And just... Um, yeah, you're right. We didn't mention the book. So Sidra created the, the published the book. Can't remember what year. Um, 2015 May. 20, so May 2015, she came up with the awakening principles, which actually, you know, we're still using today's world. And yeah. so each letter, so awakening is an acronym. Yes. So I'm going to test you a little bit here. What is the what? What are the awakening? Well, what's what? What is each? Do you remember off the top of your head? Um, <laughs> um okay so so it is ask quality questions yeah uh, yeah ask quality questions because that's where you start your awakening journey from by asking the right questions right then work on you so once yep. you uh again it's a really beautiful chain that's how i remember <laughs> then awareness is the key then comes uh knowing versus owning then comes everything is energy and then comes uh no judgment then comes it takes one to see one then comes oh my god wait don't don't i know it's another n which is uh nothing's missing I'm and then we are, and then we are growth is inevitable Yay! I love it. Well done. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't. I didn't tell you that. I was going to ask you that beforehand. But, <laughs> Look, um, I but use it, these principles. It's the proof. No, it's really good. And and the thing is, they say Sidra channeled that. She channeled that. I remember her the story of her being in a calf and writing down the word awakening. And, and it's just 
And I know, like, I know she she channeled it. And it's really interesting talking about a book. Um, I had somebody book an Akashic Record reading this week, and I said, I said, I said to him, like, you know, kind of, where did you find me? So I, I heard you on the podcast. I'm like, oh, great. She goes, I heard you talking about Sidra. I'm like, okay. And she goes, I remembered that I bought Sidra's book five years ago. And it's sitting on my bookshelf. I've never opened it. But you talking about Sidra, me remembering I had the book on the bookshelf, and, you know, I haven't really opened it, but I I knew I meant to buy it. That led me to book a reading with you. She's like, that was too much of a coincidence. So I was like, I was like, and that was, was it Monday, I think? So it was only this week. It was like, like, wow, that's crazy. So, um, it's just just beautiful and yeah i mean talk about also abc a little bit so accessing body's consciousness is is a technique that sidra taught us to really connect with the vibration energy inside you to then connect whatever blockages you have inside to then allow you to take those blockages out and have a conversation so you can release it yes super powerful technique Kind of similar to what NLP teaches you, maybe, but it's more spiritual. And yeah, it's, it's changed my life. Um 100%. I, I, I remember I remember the soul spot we did um in Canada. And um, you know, Sidra was running the soul spa. Um, you know, you were there obviously, and you know, actually I think you and her had a wedding to go to or something. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we both did, like, yeah. And I was like, Wait, you so see, she's like, yeah, we're only going for the evening. We'll be back. We'll be back. We can do the next day and all that sort of stuff. Sidra being Sidra, she always had a plan. I know she didn't. So she's like, we'll be back. No worries, you know. And then it's like, in the morning, we get a message. Um, yeah, we're going to be a little bit late. Why don't you? Me, there was me and um, another guy. So why don't you well, two yeah. uh, right here? I will start, and um, you know, we'll, when we'll be there and we can take over. I was like, so I said to Raul, he's like, he's like, well, why don't you start and I'll go after you. So I was like, all right. So there's me, I did some ABCs and whatever. And it's like, um, it's like, well, I can't follow you. That was like, so I'm like, what? So basically I took, I took the morning. I really think that was her training me. Yeah. Who saw spas and I really, and then um, I remember that evening, you know, so after that, some, some of the, some of the attendees said, you know, can we have like, I said, if anybody wants to one to one ABC, let me know. And I remember one of the ladies said, you know, can I have a, can I do ABC? I was like, yeah, sure. No worries. In the evening, after dinner, whatever. And so I did a few ABCs and there was people around and whatever. And um, I remember I did an ABC on this lady and kind of went into the process. She went inside. She was like, then all of a sudden she went in a trance and she was like, I can't find my body. I'm like, what do you mean you can't? She goes, I can't come back. She goes, I can feel myself in the water. She's clearly in a past life. I can feel myself in the water, but I can't come back. And I could feel people around me freaking out. So I was like, you know what? Just just leave me to it. I just one person was there holding space. Everyone else I just said leave. I remember somebody went and found Sidra and Sidra's like, Don't worry about it, he's got it. So she didn't even come and she was like, and I remember, you know, this this lady was Hindu, so I remember she was re- religious on the so I guided her back into her body by whatever came to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember her coming back and, you know, kind of I guided her back and just with my voice and we're just guiding her back to her body. And she was, I was very calm. 
and she had such a beautiful experience. She experienced a past life where she was in water and she was enjoying it so much then some some part of it didn't want to. But again, I really feel that everything was intentional. That was part of the training, right? That was part of, I, I was, if I was honest, I was freaking out inside, but outwardly I was very calm. I, I trusted it. There was a, a, I went to a deep space. I just look, you know what? I know I've got this. And um, I just feel all of that was part of our training. Yeah, I remember that. I was the one who was going, who was going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I come to you and there's so much, you know, it's happening at your end. I go to her room and she's just sitting sketching and she's like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll be <laughs> fine. And I'm like, I don't think he is. <laughs> I was quite a walk. Do you remember? Because they were yeah. in a separate outhouse thing. And I remember running back and forth. <laughs> oh, God, that was an experience. Uh, that's, that's the thing. It's like all of this is part of our training. Yeah. So. So tell us more about your experiences and your training. Well, what kind of spiritual things have happened to you since that? Uh, what kind of spiritual things? Okay, you. It, it's going to sound very... It may not, I may not be able to answer this, but what kind of... But, but all I know is that being on this journey, I... There's, there's a sense of peace and content within, right? Uh, I truly believe, I have lived it, there are only two ways of living your life. Either you believe that everything is a miracle or you believe nothing is a miracle. And I think my life dramatically changed and because it this is the root of it, that once I started seeing everything as, as part of miracle, so even if I get... You know how you just open your phone, you're thinking about buying something and you open your phone and it says, oh, it's on sale. And you're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that? Something as mundane as this to having experiences where I'm with a client and they're having a panic attack. And, and I know I know that feeling, you know, what you were feeling in that moment recently, actually, about I think a year ago, I felt that. And uh, and I didn't know what to do. and And I would just close my eyes and I'll remember this, that it's really, really important because this person is relying on my energy right now. So the more calm I am, the more good is going to be for them. And just mastering how I am feeling and how I am showing up as, I think collectively that has been my spiritual experience. So I cannot tell you, you know how people have these stories where something, one thing happened and it was their thing. I think throughout my life, it has been collection of small small things then march 2020 happened and then it felt like that you are you're just on the stage and there's audience there and all eyes on you and and then first you panic and then you just start going with the flow and everything starts making sense it's beautiful there's a knowingness in you right there's a knowingness in you and yeah it, it's just i don't know again i cannot describe it Nimesh. you know when i have this conversation with friends even there's so much that happens in my mundane life that's not, if you look at it from the outside perspective, you'd be like, oh my God, you know, it's a bad thing that happened or it's a good thing that happened. But I sometimes actually question, I have, there was a phase in my life when I was thinking, Am, have I gone numb? Because, you know, <laughs> nothing goes inside. And then I realized that maybe because, okay, this is this is something that I that I found out and I, I just want to share it with everyone 
um, if you're aware of it, that's perfect. If it's not, then then it's great as well. What I understood that when we look up to all these light beings, right? Let it be Guru Nanak, Prophet Muhammad, or whichever religious background you are from and what you believe in, right? We often, when we talk about them, we often say that, and all, all religions do that, you know, universally, they say you shouldn't get angry, you shouldn't be sad, you know, because you should be always hopeful and all, all you know, they all say these things to you. But that what I understood was that all these beings, they because they were having a human experience, they would have these human emotions. The only thing was that they wouldn't scream, shout, yell, or hurt others. They would allow that thing to just, they, just, they would just experience it and, and observe it and let it be. That's the first thing. The second thing is that I always used to wonder that you have you have heard these stories about, you know, people going to them and saying, oh, you know, I, I can't conceive. And the next thing you know, they'll have a baby or they'll say, oh, I'm struggling this and they'll pray for you and the work will get done. I always used to think how that, how, how do they make it happen beside them being closer to the divine? But, you know, you do search for answers. I realize that detachment is key. So when you manifest something or when you ask for something, if you are emotionally engaged or charged around it, the chances are it's going to take a longer period of time for you to get there. The idea is that you sit down, you put the thing out there in the universe, you ask what you want to receive, and you detach yourself from the outcome. Beautiful. Right. And so I think with my spiritual journey, I think this is one of the most on my own. This is this has been one of the most profound learnings that that I realized, and and that's where it made more sense when I was like when I thought I was going numb. I realized that maybe I'm just de detaching myself from outcomes yeah. and situations. And I, and I kid you not, I I realized, yeah, that's it. It, it resonated, you know, it felt true in my, every cell in my body. That wow. all I'm doing is that somehow, somewhere along the line, I have, I'm practicing this where I ask for something and I just go, okay, you know what? Now my work is done. I'm going to pull the, pull the thing and now you take care of it. Beautiful. You know, when I started this podcast, one of the things was I wanted to really kind of help people understand that spirituality isn't that complex. Yes. And the way you just described it, it's so true. It's that, you know, we, we think that we, we need all these, you know, to train on all these different ways, all these different modalities. Yeah. Spirituality is really about being present in the moment. Yes. Detaching. And it's like when you talk about manifesting, you know, put emotion around what you're trying to manifest, you know, visualize it. When you write it, you know, kind of be present and be in the moment and imagine yeah. you lived it. But once you, it's like when you order something from Amazon, once you've ordered it from Amazon, it's done. Yeah. It's you just wait for it to get delivered. <laughs> and, and it is a, it is a, it's, it's, it's something you need to practice. It sounds simple, but it is, it's, it's really powerful. And I don't know why this, you, you, you reminded me of so many different stories. It's that, you know, how often do we wait for this big epiphany, you know, this big thing in the sky, this, you know, because we hear these stories from other people and what the, what the stories don't tell you is the little things that led up to what what's perceived as a big thing. And I remember once I was with Sidra, we were in the Lake District. So I think we had an event there or something. And 
And, um, you know, we were surrounded by all these spiritual people and, you know, we were kind of doing all these processes and people were talking about, oh, my God, I went in and I saw this archangel and I saw this and I was like, and I remember I was, I was a little bit annoyed and said, was like, why, you know, we're just chatting. So like, well, why, why, why are you annoyed? She's like, she's like, she's like, again, in her own way, she's like, you're, you're being stupid. I'm like, oh, all right, so why am I being stupid? She's like, you're waiting for this big epiphany to happen, this flash in the sky. And what you're missing is all the small little magic moments that when you add up, they become the big epiphany. Yeah. Right. And I still remember that to this day because it's like when I'm working with clients that, you know, sometimes you're waiting for this, but sometimes it creeps on up on you and it's just that your expectations of what it looks like. Yes. If you're trying to manifest, be open to the magic coming in in whatever way it may come, right? And it may come in little bits. Yeah. The sure, more right? you appreciate those little magic moments, and, you know, because I always tell people, it's like, when you're journaling, journaling with intention, you know, be, I remember this great conversation I was having with this person and be specific about it. Because when you're doing that, what you're doing is you're you're creating a magic moment for yourself because you're solidifying in writing. But you're also saying to the universe, I want more of these magic moments. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, but I guess, you know, sorry, your, your journey from, you know, your your big awakening kind of feels like it really started when with when Sidra left this realm and kind of you went on a journey of of trust and I mean, where are you now in your in your spiritual journey? Where what's what's next for you? What do you feel is coming for you? So I do again. I I, I believe that there is interestingly enough. I do believe that there isn't any end game or end goal i i i love what i do and and i'm trying to uh walk my talk a little more by being a little bit more present and uh and just i'm currently we're just doing one client at a time one to one sessions we're slowly and gradually expanding as well you know as 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 you know we are planning an event as well in feb next year um, a soul spa and I'm really looking forward to it but I do want to I do believe and I do want with all my heart I do want to carry forward the 3.6 million lives that let's touch it let's change it spread the message of awakening and as as you very beautifully said that spirituality you know, I know that sometimes it can get a bad name and sometimes it looks difficult, but it's actually not. All you have to do is just sit with yourself and get to know yourself better. So so let me ask you that in terms of, if, if our listeners are listening and they want some guidance from you in terms of on their spiritual awakening yes. and what they're going through, what advice would you give them? I would... Look, my head is full of wisdom, Nimesh. <laughs> I'm oh, just kidding. Yeah. It's so hard to pick one. Going, okay, should I say this one or should I say that one? Okay. <laughs> one thing. Okay, one thing that I genuinely, genuinely hope and pray that everybody understand is that let's not suck joy out of it and let's have fun. Because I have witnessed it. I've been seven years of seeing one-to-one -one clients. 
and three years of seeing more back-to-back one-to-one clients, I have realized that sometimes on when we are on this journey, we take things very, very seriously, number one. And number two, sometimes we think it's not one shoe fits all. Everybody is going, you know, you, you hear that, but you don't, you don't allow it to go inside within. Like you, people keep telling you, oh, you have a unique journey. You have, you, you just, you just superficially listen to it, but you don't feel it through. So it's, I wish, and I hope, and I pray that everybody understands and realize that if something worked for me, if something was, was, you know, bringing miracles into my life, it's not going to break. It, it's not mandatory that's going to do the same thing for you you might something else works for you so I think a little bit more accepting and open to new ways new ideas you know and explore if you think meditation is not working for you you start with journaling if you think journal is not working for you you start connecting going the elements route when you start connecting with it there's so many options and if one is not working try something else don't give up and don't take it take it too seriously should i burn the bay leaf from top or bottom (laughs) when i'm saging should i go light the sage out again with all due respect to everyone who believes that and i truly truly respect that but when you are a newbie and when you're starting off you put so much of your again it's personal experience i have put so much of my attention and even the clients when they tell me their stories so much of our attention to detail about okay how which side are we entering the room from and it's it's saging light it and sage it it it's the intention that counds there's that's, no right or wrong that's way perfect it's your intention yes and it's like it's always your intention if your intention yes. is to is to serve with your heart and just then the way you, whatever way you do it is perfect it's just yes you know and then we google it and then we would try and and then we and then we end up reading some completely different article on something completely different else. And while the sage is just sitting there, you're surrounded by demons. You know, so let's not do that. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. the other thing we do is that we do something, it's like, okay, all right, now now now, now I'm gonna get my answers, and it's like yeah. with the know, bell ring. The, 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 the letting with it the go and the trust. Yeah. Yeah, it's Maybe. Such a part of it. Yeah, it's such a big part of it. And actually, you raise a really good point. Having fun. Yes. How serious do we take this relationship? How, you know, this spiritual journey is just kind of it's a journey to ourselves, but we're meant to have fun with it, right? It's not just the, and you know what? Sometimes when you do something, you've got to laugh at yourself too. It's okay, right? It's just that such a big part of accepting who we are. So, um, couldn't couldn't have said it else. I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. And I just want to expand on that event because we are planning a joint event. We are. Sidra used to do soul spas, which are four or five, four or five days, and you know it's basically over. We're probably going to do three or four days, and over those three or four days, we really go deep on your soul's journey. Yes, and we help you to. It's we call it a soul spa. It's a spa for your soul. Yes. So it allows you to really connect with you at a soul level. We guide you through the process. Um, I have had the benefit of, I don't even know, experiencing how many soul spas, et cetera, but loads of, and, and in many ways, I will take what Sidra taught me, but we will personalize it to what we do too, right? And I, I think that's what she wants us to do. It's going to be in West Coast US, probably somewhere in, this, in the Bay Area. Um, it's going to be in February is what we're targeting. So if anyone's interested, please let us know. Um, 
both mine and, and Zara's details will be in the show notes. Let us know. If you're interested, we can send you the details. It is something we're looking forward to do. I mean, I, I love doing, uh, I do with all my clients online. And I love recording and I love sharing my knowledge, you know, digitally, electronically, social media, et cetera. But I love meeting people in person. Yeah, that, that, that hits different a, people. Yeah. yeah, it's such a beauty and such a, I've had so many experiences during Soul Spas that I couldn't even, you know, I just, I recently I went to Sedona and I remember the Soul Spa, we, we did consider in Sedona and there's just so many beautiful memories and, you know, I just, I'm looking forward to guiding people in that sort of way. It's such a, you know, it's, I really feel that anyone that works with us is the soul contracts. Whoever's meant to be there will be there. But if it resonates, reach out to us. Um, So, Cesaro, if somebody wants to reach out to you and work with you, um, I know they can come and see you. You're based in Canada, Vancouver in person. But if somebody wants to reach out to you and also do online sessions and kind of work with you as a healer, what would that look like? How do they reach out to you? So we have um, our website which is keylightcenter.com. They're more than welcome to go there. And it's really simple. You just pick time slot and, and I'll be there. We'll be meeting them through Zoom. And uh, if if they are uh, in, in Vancouver locally, they're more, I, I love that. I prefer that actually. <laughs> but I like online as well. Um, I think I'm slowly getting a hang of it because I initially I had a lot of local clients. Now I've started, you know, Zoom Things we had, so either they can book it through the website or they can follow me on Instagram. My vision board said 500 followers, and it's I, I'm still at 426. So, <laughs> so 500 people. So my so my <laughs> agenda on the side for this podcast is to make it 500. I'm just kidding, but you can you're more than welcome. You can follow us on Instagram. We have Key Light Center there. Um and uh, Nimesh is is if you if you're in touch with him and then he'll be happy to connect us for sure. I'm sure. And, and where does Kila Center come from? The the name of of, of your business and kind of it, center. It came from the idea that the answers you seek outside of you are already within. Beautiful. So where key stands for keep empowering yourself. Wow. So usually when, you know, when with this, during, especially with the, and in during a session, that's what, that's what I do. I just become their mirror and they just, whatever, you know, they, they're, it's just, they're bouncing back ideas sometimes and, and they already have the answers. That's the most fascinating things about humans. I kid you not, Nimesh, I'll say something and, be, and they'll be like, oh, Zara, we have thought about it. You know, they just needed somebody to just validate it and push them and nudge them in a little yeah. right direction so they can just do that. So, yeah, so that's where Key Light Center, actually Key Light Center, again, was the name that Sidra picked out for a research center because she was really big on researching humans. She was very fascinated by how human mind works and, you know, how they behave and what their it's nature versus nurture kind of a thing. So um, when we were moving, so initially we were School of Awakening and then I had some issues registering the company here. And then out of nowhere, Nimesh, that's how, you know, miracles <laughs> look like on my on my G drive where we store all the information. It says recently opened Key Light Center, a logo that I designed back in 2015. 
and at that moment i was like this is it that's what we are going to do yeah and then shanda always laughs at me because then i found a giant key and i was like this is the sign number 2 shanda <laughs> i have this decor we are going with key light centers <laughs> you know it's really interesting when you open to magic the universe gives you the answers i mean something created in 2015 showed up and you trusted in that message in and- 2021 november you know it's a long time 6 years later it just shows up recently open and i don't know who opened it <laughs> but <laughs> Here we are. How beautiful the universe works in its own ways. And I and I would just want to go back to I agree with also what you're saying that you know everything we need is inside us all the love all the joy all the answers everything we need and as healers as mentors as coaches what I really believe we do is we guide people to their answers we accelerate yes. the journeys because everything it is inside you your records we talk about kashi records I talk about kashi records all the time mm-hmm. and we have access to the records they're all inside us everything and how often do we go looking for love outside or the answers you know i'm going to start working with this people and then i'll be fixed none of us need fixing we're all beautiful as we are and we're just on this human journey um so cesara i'm not going to put you on the spot i always like to finish um podcast by giving the listeners some general prompts um so they can go deeper on their journey um i can certainly come up with some but i just wanted to ask you if you if you had any general prompts that came to your mind that we could share with our listeners uh as in as in as in advices that worked for me or as in practices that worked for me uh, something that to journal on so let me start um i would start by saying what is some of the biggest thing that's that's happened to you in your life and what's the biggest learning that came from that experience. So Zara talked about her experience with Sidra and what happened there. So, you know, when you stiff to to the listeners if you want to journal on the go deep, really think about what what's the biggest painful experience or the biggest growth experience that you've had in your life and what was the lesson that came from it? Can I say something very cliché? Please. I always wanted to say this. Because it 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 hits home and I have done this. I want to ask two things. Number 1, who will you become if you if you weren't afraid? So you wake up one morning and you find out that you're not afraid of failing, you're not afraid of being criticized, you're not afraid of being judged. So if I remove, I think that's a great topic to think about. Because it allows you to understand that how much we give our power away, right? Give and that has been, that. and that has been a very ongoing struggle in my life. So I have to keep that in check. The second thing is that how again, very cliche thing. How do you want to be remembered as? Do you know the funeral test? The I highly recommend that. Yeah, and I think. the amount of impact that one eulogy had on me is is fantastic so and all you have to do is sit down and imagine that you're at a funeral home and you're laying down and you have crossed over and there's this one person who's describing what kind of a person you were 
were you were you great for me you know was I an emotionally present mom so I that's what I remembered I kid you not Nimesh and I sorry I I, I think we're going a little bit over time but I really want to share this yeah that when I sat down I wrote I wrote a lot of stuff but one thing that I very clearly remember is that I wrote down that here lies Zara who was an emotionally present mom right and what I realized that in my day-to-day life when I am responding to my kids I always you know sometimes I'll go with the flow and 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 just react to situations but there are moments and I'm still getting there where I have to remind myself that is it because if I want to be remembered as that then my behavior should resonate with that as well (laughs) Right. You know, how people make these five year goals and 10 year goals. It's great. But I also think that on the bigger, bigger for a bigger picture, I think it's a great idea if you sit down and you write that, do the funeral test and then see who you want to be remembered as. And the magic is that you will realize that your day to day behavior and your uh, reaction towards things will start changing and shifting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really great example. If, if your focus is around, let's say, your career, yeah, you're not going to want your eulogy to say, yeah. Hela is a great I, marketeer. <laughs> she I mean, is a social queen. Because I remember when I started in my career, you know, I wanted to become, I talk about it in my podcast, I wanted to become CEO of the world. And yeah. I wouldn't want my eulogy to say what my career was. I want my eulogy, eulogy to talk about how much heartfelt, you know, how much of a healer, how many people, you know, kind of, I, I mean, my purpose is anyone I connect with is to leave it better than I found them, right? So to help yes. them with that. And yes. that's what I remembered for. And it's just, when you think about your eulogy, it does put things into perspective. So I love that one. I don't think it's cliched at all. I think it's a beautiful. And, and, and something else I just remembered in terms of um, affirmations. So Sidra used to call them divine magic statements. Um, and something that she'd recommend saying, write it down seven times in seven days. Um, there's two affirmations that I just use on a daily basis that I'm, I just came to me and I'm going to share and one is I am who I am I am where I am yes. often are we fo- so focused on where we're going no mm. I am who I am I am where I am mm. yep. and you know write that down for seven times seven days and it really helps you to, to ground yourself yes. the other thing that I say a lot is all, all I need is within me now all mm. I I can add things to that and actually I think that actually came from Tony Robbins as well as Sidra, but all the love I need is within me now, all the joy I need is within me now, because everything I need is within me now. And those affirmations, um, Brian, Dan, I say them out loud, use them. Just came to me and I thought I'd share. Yeah, I love love it. I love I am who I am, I am where I am. That's so simple. Yes, for me, it's that. And the other one is I love, accept and approve of myself in totality. So if anybody who follows Key Light Center, they'll see how often I post this one. (laughs) Every, every, every few months I go back because I love it. And I I think that it's it's important to love and accept yourself in totality. (laughs) I love it. I agree with it. And so as we close out this podcast, just a reminder, I still have promotional pricing on everything I do. So 20% of everything until the end of October. Um, so yes. great time to work with me. The other thing just to mention, so I'll, we're recording this on Friday the 13th. So energetically, um, there's an eclipse tomorrow. 
when we release this, it's going to be in the middle of two eclipses, and it really is a powerful time. It's a transformational time, and it's also a time to purge the things that are not serving you. So, you know, really, just really consider if you if you feel like you're on a roller coaster, I really would ask you to just stop and really ask, how is this serving you? And just understand everything is happening to you for a reason. And maybe the universe is asking you to purge things. Maybe the universe is, is really transforming you to allow you to become a newer, upgraded version of yourself. And you're holding on to the old version of yourself when you really need to let go and trust in whatever's coming. So Zara, I'm going to hand over to you to close us out. But before we go, because you were mentioning your, um, can I please give give a testimony? I had my reading done with, with Nimesh um, uh, two days ago. Yeah. And it was amazing. I I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I had so much fun just being there and the energy and, and the, the, the whole journey that you take us on. It's just beautiful. So please, yeah, if you haven't, just... <laughs> I would recommend you any day, any time for Akashic Records, please. All right. So what do you usually do in your closing statements? Do you like? Uh, close that in whatever you, whatever you want, whatever you want to tell the listeners, All right. whatever's in your heart. Okay. So I'm going to say that, first of all, I'm extremely grateful for Nimesh for having me over. It was just me. I had so much fun. And uh, I'm grateful and to be here and uh, to share this, my journey, awakening journey. And I hope and I pray that whoever, whoever needs to listen to this, this reaches them with ease and grace. And I wish and I hope that you all remember to have fun while we are here having this experience with lots and lots of love. This is Zara Jaffrey signing off. <laughs> Am I, am I allowed to do that? Of course you are. Beautiful. You <laughs> sign off however you want. You know, I hope I hope all the listeners can feel the love and the joy that comes from Zara's voice. It's so healing. Zara, it was a beautiful pleasure to have you uh, on this podcast. I feel so, so very blessed. You know, your, your energy has been so helpful for me on my journey. Um, obviously, Sidra's energy has been a big, big impact on my life too. And I feel very blessed. Thank you for choosing to be here. I'm sending all our listeners so much love and light i feel very very blessed thank you everybody and thank you so much Namesh. thank you everyone lots of love bye for now bye for now <laughs>